Light the beam times two. So since we last spoke, we got two more wins, both coming against Oklahoma City. And again, right? What if, what have I been preaching right since the all-star or the all-star deadline, right? And the trade deadline. Take care of your business. Let the chips fall where they may. But do what you need to do and don't necessarily worry about anybody else because that's all everybody wanted to talk about was what everybody else did, right? And that's all people have wanted to talk about all season, what everybody else has done, not what the Kings have done or are doing. So again, 4-0, and 4-0 coming out of the All-Star break. Five games in seven days, one which consisted of a double overtime. And they are four and O. Oh. Against the Blazers, Clippers, and two OKC games. <laughs> they took care of business. And what was our big thing? Go 500, right? Just going 500. The last 25 games of, you know, the season. And it will be hard, right? Teams have to punch above their weight to surpass you, right? The whole thing was be in the top six, be in the top six. Kings are fighting for staying top three. Again, I don't know if it stays, but this team is sure as hell doing everything as of right now. That they can, right? There's 21 games now remaining. And the Kings have given themselves a little bit of a cushion, right? When we were talking about going 500. Still, there's lots of time. 21 games left. And what did I say last time? There was 23 games and 13 of them were teams below them. So now it's 21 games and 11 teams below them. So again, 21 games left and 11 are teams directly below you in the standings. Take care of your business. So again, I'm going to do what I've been doing every episode. I'm going to break down um what the teams below you need to do to surpass you if the Kings, again, do what they need to do. So keeping with the theme of going 500, in the remaining 21 games, the Kings would need to go 9 and 12 to finish the the 25-game stretch of 500, and that would give the Kings 45 wins. Again, that's that's just going 500. So because of the cushion, the Kings right, have given themselves. And what did we say in those episodes previously? How many times the teams below them all still had to play each other? One team has to win. One team has to lose. Right. The Suns. The Suns to surpass the Kings. If the Kings again go nine and 12, the Suns have to go 12 and eight to pass the Kings. The Warriors, yes, the Warriors have jumped. The Warriors have to go 13 and seven to surpass the Kings. 
the Clippers have to go 12 and six to surpass the Kings. Kings again, play the Clippers on Friday. Take care of your business. That again, drops the Clippers down even more, right? Now that's to stay in the top six, right? The top six right now um, is, is what we just laid out. Now to get bumped out of the top six, the Mavericks, who I believe are on a four game skid, have to go 13 and six to jump you. The Timberwolves have to go 13 and five to jump you. The Jazz have to go 14 and five to jump you. The Pelicans have to go 15 and five to jump you. The Blazers have to go 16 and five to jump you. The Lakers, right, who are now without LeBron, and we just saw Anthony Davis is going to be out the next game. Lakers have to go 16 and four to jump you. Thunder, 17 and four to jump you. Now, head to head matchups remaining with the Kings, right? Like we said, 11 left. We played the Suns twice. Warriors once, Clippers one more time, right? Friday. Mavs once, we played the Wolves two more times, the Jazz two more times, the Pelicans two more times, and the Blazers two more times. So again, take care of your business against these teams. And you jump up, they go down. The Kings are continuing winning on the road. Winning at home. What do we say that the Kings and the Clippers were the only two teams in the West that actually had a winning record on the road. And the Kings went and won three more games on the road. So, I mean, really what this team is doing is just, I mean, it's, it's awesome. And for them to do it last game without Fox. Yes. The Thunder had Shay, but. Um, we know how big Fox has been for this team. And so it was great to see the Kings go out aggressive, right? They had that uh, over 40 point first quarter. Now we saw the bench. The bench had some issues. Um, but again, what I've talked about on this before is, you know, people talk about, you know, the the substitutions of, of Fox and Sabonis and Mitchell and all this stuff. You can see last night why Fox plays as much with the bench as what he does. One, him and Monk have great chemistry. So it works, right? But he also helps the rest of the bench thrive. And that's great because you're seeing him thrive again with the starters. But you're seeing him also bring it out with the bench. And when you have Fox and Sabonis with each other like that, as a coach, you know, it gives them that leg up and and being able to space how how they're needed. And so, you know, whether you agree or don't agree with with Brown's substitutions yesterday, he he got it done. Right. It was enough to win the game. And 
to me, I'm not going to be nitpicky about any of that stuff unless it's, you know, a prolonged injury where then you're really going to see him needing to mix things up. But for one game to do what he needed to do to get the win and they got the win, I really don't care. And we're hearing that Fox will most likely be back on Friday. At least that is the hope. So, you know what? Everybody did what they needed to do. And you know what? Good for Davion Mitchell. Kid stepped up. The theme of the season has been next man up, right? Davion came with offense. He hit those three quick threes right at the beginning of the game and gave himself that rhythm. His defense was there. Um, We even saw him have some a nice midi uh, that looked very reminiscent of Davion last year. And so it was nice to see him get that confidence, right? And that's probably one of the harder things for him is his minutes are so much geared towards, you know, defense when he comes in and he comes in for shorter stints that, you know, again, it is hard to get that kind of rhythm for younger players. And so kudos to him for stepping up on this one. Man, we saw Keegan again. I think it was 13 points, 10 rebounds. Multiple threes again, block steals. Every game we're seeing him bring a little bit more and it's exciting to watch. And I said this at the on draft night um, when they took him that I felt like this was one of the first times in, you know, over a decade where they were able to draft a young kid and the pressure of the world not be on his shoulders the pressure of the king's world not be on his shoulders and he was able to just be right to be a rookie give you know have room to learn have room to grow um at a sustainable pace uh you know he he didn't have he doesn't have to have all the tools you know game one he's been able to bring things out as the season goes as he fits in with this veteran core group. Right. And so you're seeing the coach, you know, say, Hey, we know you can do more. We want to see more players. We know you can do more. We want to see more. And it's, you know, and it's because they believe in him, right? It's not because they need it. Well, yes, they need it, but you know what I mean? It's it's not a savior mentality. It's no, this is just going to keep building on what's already helping us. And so, you know, it's seeing him confident and we're seeing more smiles and just it, it's really cool. And then you see how excited the players get for him. He had that put back dunk yesterday where he came flying out of nowhere. And that's probably the, the highest we've seen him leap all year. Um, and it got the whole bench up, you know, and they were shoving him, and he was smiling and you're just seeing him bring it in more aspects. He had the three, he had the put back dunk. He, we saw him uh, drive and initiate uh, with a couple assists. We are seeing him take, you know, the fast break, the length of the court. Again, it's just it's exciting to see new pieces of of his game as as the season goes. And they're all things that look to be sustainable. So, you know, which is even more of a, you know, excitement. And yes. Sabonis, 
right? He dominated um, in the paint. I felt the, you know, and kudos to to the Thunder for going to the zone because as soon as the the bench, the bench bench came in, they didn't know what to do, right? Without Fox, they looked lost, like they didn't know what to do. And so, you know, it, they, and they ended up having to put Sabonis in even earlier, regardless of, of his foul trouble. And so, uh, we've seen this kind of with this group before where they end up starting, they just shoot threes galore and don't try and take it to the paint and things like that. And when your shot's not going, you got to find other ways uh, to make it work. And, you know, the Thunder are a top 10 defense. So it wasn't like they were going against, you know, any old, uh, just because they're young doesn't mean that the Thunder aren't a good fen- defensive team. But again, that just shows how good the Kings offense is. But they were able to uh, withstand, right, the runs. What, what do we always say? Meet every run with a run of your own run. Kings did that. It was enough. I'm excited for Friday. I know that place is going to be rocking. And uh, again, it's just, it's it's excitement ahead. And so again, make sure you follow um, J.C.L.I.F.F.J.Cliff on Twitter. He's the one that's uh, throwing out these wins, losses, graphics, and they are awesome. And he's updating them every night. So it makes it really easy for all of us to be able to use. Now, we haven't done a Jill's water cooler in a while. Now, we haven't done a Jill's water cooler in a while. And so I'm going to throw back some, again, some crazy stories. Something I did not know. Did you know ACP played in a game wearing an ankle monitor? Yes, that actually happened. So it wasn't even a big deal at the time. Honestly, I don't even remember ever hearing about this. I don't know about you at home, but um, I had no idea. But Contavious Caldwell Pope, uh, who is now right with the the Denver Nuggets, but in his last year playing for Detroit, he got a DUI. Not great, but unfortunately, you know, not something unusual we see in society or with players. but I'm going to say it, don't drink and drive. So he got a DUI uh, in his last year playing for Detroit. He got a 25-day jail sentence. It was implemented, and he was let out on a work release program, which allowed him to leave the prisons for games, but he couldn't leave the state of California. So whenever... um, he couldn't go on road games. So again, this all happened in Detroit, but he ended up getting sentenced and all that stuff when he was with the Lakers. So again, he couldn't leave California at that point. And anytime they had to go on the road during that 25 day sentence, he got DNPs for personal reasons. Like what? The next one is Steve Kerr. And he talks about one of the few times he had to guard Michael Jordan, right? We all know he won rings with Michael in Chicago. But when he was with the Cleveland Cavaliers for a couple of years, he had to guard one Michael Jordan. So he says on, he goes on to say on most nights, you know, I, I can do okay, right? Like I'm, I'm not on Michael Jordan, so I can do okay. 
<laughs> so he goes to talk about the first play of the game. He says he gets it. Michael closes out on him. He shoots it. He gets the bucket. All right. I'm kind of feeling myself. Okay. He said, Michael comes right down. Um, gets an assist, right? Okay. Okay. I haven't given up a bucket yet. And he said he realizes in the first five minutes, Michael hasn't scored yet, but he's got, he's got assists. And so he's like, okay, I'm feeling pretty good, but he also hasn't taken a shot yet. Right. So, okay. So he goes on to say, long story short, Michael finishes with 40 plus points and Steve Kerr finishes with two. (laughs) He says, all of a sudden it was, oh, I, you know, I'm going to start scoring now and I'm going to prevent him from scoring. And there was nothing I could do about it. And it's just, it's funny hearing guys like that, right? Steve Kerr, right? Steve Kerr against Michael Jordan, right? It's it's very few and far between that you're going to see that kind of stuff happen now, right? Let alone in today's offense. But I just thought that was a funny story where it was, you know, Hall of Famers like, yeah, I'm feeling good. I'm doing all this. And Michael Jordan says, not so fast. And so thank you again. Um, but again, what do we keep saying? Take care of business, get Fox healthy, and let's go Kings. Mm-hmm.